0: Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. There is, as you know, some contentious feeling among Canadians about other Canadians when it comes to being vaccinated. We've talked about it. We've heard the phone calls, we've heard the anger, I could show you some of the emails I receive, Uh, creative language, yeah, there's a fair bit of that. But I found it very interesting, a Maru poll uh, shows that 27% of Canadians say jail the unvaccinated for a little while anyway, and 37% say cut off their public health care. There's a lot more to this poll than just those numbers, and there's a lot of background and we're going to talk to an old friend of mine. We sat in the studios together many a night, covering elections and other public activities. John Wright, senior vice president of Maru. How are you, John?
1: Well, I'm good, Roy. Yeah, those are many years ago. What, 25, 30 years ago? Can yeah, we,
0: we we wondered whether we wondered how long <laughs> Brian Mulrooney was going to stay as prime minister.
1: Well, we can say easily that those were the days back when you rarely had public opinion polls. Like I can remember when I first started in the business 32 years ago that it was a very rare occasion. Most of them were leaked to the media by the political insiders, and that's when we started putting them out into the public domain so that we could look at opinions transparently. They were also back in the days when you would do very expensive telephone polls, but People don't have landlines anymore, so they're done in a different way. But I don't think things have changed for those of us who've been around a while. We we want to, you know, we want to be as transparent as possible. There's lots of opinions out there on many different topics, and they are different ends of the scale. It gives us a chance in a healthy democracy to see what more than what the politicians are looking at that we can all, you know, put into perspective.
0: Yeah, this whole issue of the pandemic. And uh, and how we feel about one another and the actions we take or the actions we do not take have had two years to percolate. And uh, and it's bubbling to the surface without any reluctance whatsoever. Can I just get at a couple of the uh, of the more talked about aspects of this poll? When do you see that 27 percent, so over a quarter of the Canadian population, believes the unvaccinated should be visiting Her Majesty's involuntary motel system, hotel system, mm-hmm. for wow. a period of days? What does that really say?
1: This is a first off that three quarters of the public is adamantly against it. So, I mean, it's a very contentious front page uh, clickbait kind of thing. Um, But in our society, there have been notions that have been floated by some people. I think when you look through the last four polls that we've done that have been very, very extensive pieces of work, not just one question, you'll find that equally there are 39% of people in this country who know of people who require treatment for major diseases that can't get it right yeah, now because sure. of it being, you know, clogged up. You've got a third who knows someone directly who can't get the medical treatment that they deserve. Um, and those people have opinions that might be hard as much as the other side. But I think what we've got are <clears throat> the public with two sharp ends to the same stick, but with a majority in the middle that, you know, are, are much more moderate.
0: Okay, but there's no question that a majority of Canadians favor mandatory vaccination, Yes.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, from day one that I started polling this, and I go back to February, the last week of February. So before we actually had the shutdown, what I found um, was that 14% of people in this country would not get a vaccination. um, That a hard eight uh, would indicate that they were absolutely not going to get it. And where we are almost two years later is that we have roughly, instead of that hard eight, we've got a hard nine. So the numbers haven't really changed that much. Um, it's one in 10. And I've always asked the question, well, I mean, you can't squeeze three and a half million people into a corner and expect that they're going to do everything that the state wants it to do. You know, there has to be some accommodation somewhere because what you're going to create is some backlash. So I look at these numbers and say that they fundamentally haven't changed since day one, but what we haven't managed to do is to figure out how to kind of go forward with this and f- you know, do it in in some kind of way that is able to be accommodated in our society. And I don't know the answer to that. All I know is that the number hasn't changed since the first time I started taking polling on this.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of reactive uh, talk and, uh, and and sometimes reactive talk, as you know better than I. Reactive talk is not thoughtful talk. You know, we, re- we just react. Um, it's like seeing the wrong team score a touchdown. You know, it's like the beer goes over the guy in front of you is wearing the wrong sweater. So... When, when, if we step back a little bit and we look at what some of these parameters are all about, what some of these situations are about, I want to go back to the question that, that you talked about, and that is, hundreds of thousands of people in this country have missed. Um, medical procedures, including cancer patients and and heart patients, we've talked to the president of or president and incoming president of the Canadian Medical Association about that. This is a very very significantly important um, issue, and so do the do these two thirds of Canadians who favor mandatory vaccines for everyone over the age of five do they then assign blame in large number do they assign blame to the unvaccinated for the hundreds of thousands of medical procedures that haven't been done,
1: the answer is yes. I, I think that that's uh, you know one. That's black and white. Look, yeah, I, 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 you and I know that there is a very semantic argument where you can look at a an ICU count today and find it fifty fifty. But then you look at the proportionality of it and it's a totally different number you and i look at the kind of case counts on a daily basis and have a particular view but i think on the other hand we do know of people um who are in desperate need of of stuff and i i look i i will tell you that i am not influenced by my own personal views as you know i've been at this for a long time i'm as professional as can be but I, I, with permission i'll just say this i mean my brother was diagnosed with prostate cancer in november and he now has had everything punted until at least April of this year because he can't get in. So what does that say? I, well, I'm not one that says we should put people in jail for that. There may be others who have conditions that may say the same thing. But what it does say to me is that we have a healthcare system that is uh, is is suffering under a huge amount of strain at the moment. And in a public system like this, what it means is a de facto denial of service of those people who have expected that it's gonna be there when they need it. And for many people um, in that kind of category, it could be catastrophically life-threatening. So then it becomes a trade-off in your society between the ones who are clogging the system versus the ones who are not and who have you know need it desperately. So that's, that's a fact. Those are facts that you can actually find. And I don't think it lessens the opinion on either side. I mean, you can you can see people who are adamantly opposed to being, va- uh, un, um, uh, opposed to being vaccinated. Interestingly enough, it's because they have a civil liberty issue about them, but also because there are legitimate reasons why there may be medical issues about this. And then on that point, uh, the vast majority of people believe there should be an exemption. That is in this poll, 82%, absolutely, or 88%. They, they believe there should be an exemption but it doesn't take away from the other side that are looking to get treatment as soon as possible, and they're pointing a finger at a group of people who apparently, to them uh, and to others, are clogging the system up, and they can't get that help.
0: Yeah, it's it's unfair, though, to just look at COVID as the sole uh, responsibility for what's going on. Our healthcare system prior to COVID was under massive stress already. We have 5 million Canadians who don't have a family physician, so the very first building block of medical care oh. isn't there. You have to go somewhere else, an emergency room or a clinic, or hopefully find somebody who can treat 5 million people have no family doctor. The hospitals were already full and it was already an issue. We spent 100, what is it, 110, 120 billion a year on our healthcare system. And so the system has to be, uh, has to be investigated. Does that, does that factor into any of the thinking of folks, John, or is it COVID or bust?
1: Well, I think there's a visceral reaction where they don't think about that, especially if they have um you know something or somebody or some view that's already harbored but i would also argue on the other side that you know who who would have thought what government in this planet had prepared a public health care system to withstand the onslaught of this, where today 38% of people know somebody just since December who have got Omicron. I mean, it's even been in our house. And yes, we've survived, but that's with the right amount of vaccinations. How many people in Canada expected that we would be cranking up 30,000 deaths as a result of something? And yes, people will challenge that figure based on, well, it wasn't really COVID, it was just a bad flu, all those sort of things. But I, I, I don't think you can sort of say that anyone had planned for this sort of thing anywhere in the world. So I'm, I'm with you. If, if we had planned for it, if we had invested in the right sort of expansion and all of those things to look after it, and we weren't meeting where we should be, then I guess the public would say, you know, we, we've got to do more. But on the other hand, if no one was expanding the system prepared for something like this, I, I don't think people are taking that into account. Yeah,
0: we, well. we did, though. Uh, and I've spoken with Colonel uh, David uh, Redmond who is the uh, executive director of the Alberta Emergency Management System. And they had in place, and it was approved by federal governments and provincial governments, a pandemic preparedness plan. And it was put in place after SARS. And, and then yeah, it was updated yeah. every five years, right? And, yeah. and the provinces and the federal government all agreed this is the way we're going to go. And the minute, uh, Colonel Redmond says, the minute the pandemic arrived, they threw that plan out the window.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, and they they also ditched all the PPE. Just before, that's right. What was it months before? That's so right. We, 16,
0: 16 tons of it.
1: Right. So it doesn't belie the fact that we actually didn't expand the system. So let's let's. No, we that, didn't. We didn't. Yeah. Right. We didn't. The do second we thing, do. though, is the second thing, though, is I would argue at this stage where you have roughly sixty percent of the people. Who are indicating that it would be acceptable to have some kind of health surcharge, or that it would be acceptable to deny people who have not been vaccinated a certain element of of, of healthcare as a result of this? And what you're seeing there is the limitations of our our own healthcare system, begging now for a different kind of route. Yeah. So I do this polling in the other in the United States too. Twenty four percent refuse adamantly to be um, to get the vaccination. Uh, compared to eight nine percent here it's a big difference but in the united states it's kind of like fill your boots buddy if you want to go one way or the other you got to pay your way or you know or you stay at home it's not the same here we have a collective system that's what we bargained into and maybe it coming out the other side there may be a different way in which people start to view this bringing insurance in or some other means but at the moment it is the collective system that we have and it's kind of like you, you go by the rules, you pay your taxes, this is what you get. And that's right now, there's a service of denial in place. And I think that's how people
0: are reacting. How's your brother, by the way?
1: Anxious. Uh, I, I can tell you that there's no cancer in our family going back probably five, six generations. It's all heart. And uh, the other brother has already had a stent put in his. And one of these days, maybe me too. But yeah, anxious. Uh, this was something sure. that came up uh
0: and uh, but but good at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that he's he's good at the moment. Thank you we, for we, asking. Yeah, you. Bet. we we need to get caught up, we need to get caught up, and we need to get uh, on the same page as much as possible nationally. Which brings me to the question I would always ask you, whatever polling you were involved in, mm-hmm. was how does it break down regionally? How does it break down by gender? How does it break break down by by demographic? Do, are these numbers that you receive from Canadians concerning being vaccinated or unvaccinated are they consistent across the board?
1: They pretty much are. I mean, if you uh, <clears throat> if you look at uh, are you okay? You, yeah, I'm just, just just fine. You know, old age now. I'm almost a senior citizen, for goodness' sake. Uh, when you look across the country now, <clears throat> a lot of these are fairly uh, consistent. I would say that they're less so in the province of Alberta. Um, that that's always a case when you're looking at issues dealing with this, and, I, and they're not much. So, for instance. Uh, paying out a pocket for full medical cost would be unacceptable to 61 nationally and 58 in Alberta, 57 in Ontario. So there's a little dips here and there, a little higher in the province of Quebec on some of these things. But no, a lot of these are fairly consistent right across the, the, the board. You'll have younger people, um, less enthusiastic about forceful treatment of people than older people. Again, probably because they have their own set views and also because they might want to use the health care system. But that tends to be where they are, men and women, much the same
0: okay john did anything surprise you there's another question standard question i would ask you but it's it's always interesting to find out was there something that had surprised the pollster
1: yeah because the poll and what often is looked in these things is 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 reading the whole thing and that is the the views of those canadians who don't want to get vaccinated. There was a good section on that. What I found in let me read you the top ones for the, the reasons. One is that they're defending their civil liberty to make a choice for themselves. That was 45%, waiting on more data to see if it's truly safe to get it, 42. Their immune system can beat COVID, so they don't need it, 32. Anxious and scared as to what it might do to them, 28. And they don't want government telling them what to do. And I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff after that. But we hear a lot about religious exemptions. Only 1% actually said that that was the case that was driving it. So it really does come down to what we, we often hear from these people. Number one, it is their civil liberties. being. And I would agree that it's very hard to take some of the things that people want done to the end vaccinated, like put them in jail, like like make mandatory vaccinations. I mean, yeah, what That, does that, that mean? won't get you know, anybody's kind of back holding up. Holding people down? Right. Like, how do you do that? So I, I think there's some, some issues that are transparent on the other side as well. you know but i i do think that there's you know the the commonality that people have in believing arbitrarily that governments have the answer to all of this is the other side of this because it doesn't i don't think we understand what we are going to do and that takes me to the last point and that is uh, i think through all the polling there seems to be no no place where we can share these kind of accommodations there i mean it's either a healthcare official or a government making these decisions, but there's no round table where they're sharing common practices or common beliefs or common other things. I mean, as I said from the outset, you can't take three and a half million people and stick them in a corner and not expect them to retaliate. But on the other hand, I don't think people know how to deal with that. And certainly I don't have the answers, but that's, I think, the frustration of both sides of this.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts,